Hello and welcome to the Cats Chinese Music Collections podcast series. Hello everyone. Today we are going to continue with our previous discussion on Socialism is Good, a song that circulated in China since the late 1950s. Tillon, a master's student at the Center for Asian and Transcultural Studies in Heidelberg, is going to tell us a bit more about the fate of the song Socialism is Good, how it largely disappeared from the soundscape during the Cultural Revolution, but then reappeared after it, and how it was parodied and used to convey new political meanings later. Hello, everyone. So, Tillon, what happened to the song in the 1960s and 1970s? It seems to have lost its importance temporarily during the Cultural Revolution. Was it no longer considered authentic to China's continuous revolution? The Cultural Revolution brought about a big change in the song's circulation, practically disappeared after 1966. This absence clearly points to the changes in the political discourse. No longer was the Chinese Communist Party to be glorified. Some of the party cadres had become capitalist roaders, or the enemy within after 1966. Songs praising the CCP were replaced by the songs praising Chairman Mao, with the East is Red as the most significant example. You can hear about it in another one of our podcasts. As you remember, there is no mention of Mao in the Socialism is Good which made it unsuitable to the power struggles within the CCP, where the Maoist faction operating through the Central Cultural Revolution Group started a campaign against so-called capitalist roaders within the CCP. Nonetheless, the song is especially interesting as a prelude to the Cultural Revolution, since its lyrics were questioned for their revolutionary qualities since 1965. Can you give us some examples? Of course. Articles in People's Daily, the most authoritative newspaper in the People's Republic of China, reveal that during the socialist education movement in February of 1965, opinions clashed on whether the lyrics of the song embodied the revolutionary will, or whether they should be adapted to the new revolutionary moment, one that stressed the necessity of continuous revolution. More specifically, some argued that the lyrics, which contained phrases like reactionaries are overthrown, imperialism tucks its tail and flees, the Fandong Pai, Beida Dao, Digbo Chui, Jiacher, Weiba, Tao Paula, or the resistance of reactionary cliques is destined to fail, the Fandong Fenzi, Xiang Fani, Fan Buliao, and the cause of socialism will definitely be victorious, a communist society will definitely come through. The Shehui Jui, Shehui Yiding Shengli, Gongchan Jui, Shehui Yiding Lai Dao, Yiding Lai Dao, were not activists enough that they numbed the thinking because they suggested that the revolutionary process had already been completed. In contrast to the lyrics of the song, the article suggests that the socialist period still had classes and class struggle, concluding that such lyrics paralyzed people's awareness of the necessity for continuous struggle against class enemies both inside the country and internationally. Conversely, others argued that the song celebrated some of the victories already achieved and therefore that it was an important song deeply loved by the working people. In other words, the song's lyrical contents opened up a discursive field in which revolution was redefined and performed. The ideological intentions behind the transmission of the song were recognized, taken seriously, and discussed publicly in the changing political context of continuous revolution. 
Can you tell us a bit more about the changes in what you say were ideological intentions of the song? A good example of the changes in ideological intentions of the song can be seen by looking at enmity within the political discourse. In other words, who was the enemy before and who was the enemy now? What we can observe is that the song's lyrics were changed according to the changes of enemies within public discourse. In the source version from the anti-rightist campaign in 1958, the enemy had been identified as the rightist cliques who were destined to fail. The Yopai Fence Xiangfan Yifan Buliao. In 1964, class enemies were identified as the new enemies of the state. So now it was class enemies who were destined to fail. The Chichi Diren Xiangfan Yifan Buliao. This change has featured in the well-known performance of a revolutionary epic, The East is Red, Dongfang Hong, in 1964. While these changes may seem insignificant to us now, the debate surrounding the lyrics of the song indicates that the changes were in fact considered very important. The changes of lyrics from rightists into class enemies suggests a broadening of the scope and redefining who the enemy is, since rightists, the yopai, were merely one of the five groups of bad elements that constituted the category of class enemies, the Jiechi Diren. So, during the Cultural Revolution, we can see an intensification of class struggle as a form of social discourse. Changes to the lyrics of such songs are thus highly significant, since they parallel the changes in the official political encoding or rhetoric, the so-called Tifa media. Why did the song again become used after the Cultural Revolution during the reform and opening up period? And why change to now attacking reactionary cliques? Well, after the Cultural Revolution, the lyrics were changed again and used the broader term reactionaries, Fandongpai. And this included now, ironically, those who were primarily denounced after the Cultural Revolution, the so-called anti-revolutionary Fanga Mingpai. Gang of Four, Serenbang, including Mao's wife Jiangqing and Lin Biao, Mao's once designated successor turned traitor. In those years, they had become the primary scapegoats for the excesses of the Cultural Revolution. Now it was resistance of reactionary cliques which was destined to fail. The changing lyrics in Socialism is Good also parallel shifts in the political narrative. After the Cultural Revolution, songs praising Mao were replaced by songs praising the Chinese Communist Party again. Socialism is Good is one such song which was meant to strengthen the legitimacy of the CCP by rewriting its history in relation to the Cultural Revolution. At the same time, we see that during the 1980s, Socialism is Good was also made into a rock song and it was parodied. As you can also hear in our podcast on The East is Red, it was not uncommon for red songs to be made into rock songs. Tsui Jian's albums such as Rock and Roll on the New Long March and Bulls Under the Red Flag, the Tang's Dynasty version of the Internationale, the references to China's red history are numerous. A rock version of Socialism is Good was published by Homuren and the rock group Modern People, Shendai Ren Yuedui, in an album called Red Rock, Hongse Yaogun. Omuren's album was sold by the millions during the Mao fever of the 1990s and proliferated throughout the 2000s. 
Despite the fact that the rock music is often closely associated with protests and political activism, the remakes of red songs in China, in rock and pop versions, play a more ambiguous role. On one hand, Homoren's version of the song can be understood as parodying the official propagation of the song, along with its intention to fix its sonic qualities and its semantics according to some notion of political authenticity. On the other hand, it can also be interpreted as a continuation of the official political narrative on revolutionary and socialist China, or possibly as a reconstruction of the claim to socialism as a lost vision of a socialist utopia. A sound from the past echoing ironically in a modern society with a market economy and large inequality gaps. But not all rock remakes of red songs are ambiguous. Sometimes the musicians are quite explicitly subverting intended encodings. In 2015, for example, a contemporary musician, Li Zhi, who has been widely censored on Chinese media platforms due to his references to Tiananmen Square protests, sung the song in a live concert. In Li's performance, the song became a hard rock version with heavy use of drums, electric guitar, bass and Li's shrieking voice, who ends up rolling on the ground before finishing the song with a rather mellow repetition of the lyrics. Socialism is good. Meanwhile, the audience in the club seems to have been ecstatically enjoying themselves and repeating the refrain alongside the musician. It's interesting, really. The performative context and Leech's melancholic ending already suggests the song is subverting the intended political authenticity. However, once we look at the changes of the lyrics more closely, the critique against the CCP becomes even more obvious. In several instances, the sound is beeped out to indicate a form of self-censorship, since the lyrics have been changed. Instead of, reactionaries are overthrown, imperialism tucks its tail and flees, the Fandongpai, Beida Dao, Digwo Chui, Jiachi, Wei Ba, Tao Paola, which appears in the third verse, Li changes the verse into Party is overthrown, reactionaries tuck their tails and flee. Or in Chinese, Dang, Beida Dao, Fandong, Fenzi, Jiachi, Wei Ba, Tao Paola. In other words, the Chinese Communist Party is beeped out in the YouTube video as a form of self-censorship. So we see that Li Chi takes the freedom to change the contents of the song and furthermore alters the normal timing and succession of verses. His concert was thus encoded with an explicit critique of the power holders behind the propagation of its official political encoding, the Tifa. While the version of the song available on YouTube censors the most problematic lyrics, it leaves just enough content for the listeners to recognize the meaning. The beeped out party is of course the Chinese Communist Party, which is overthrown in place of the reactionaries. In the hands of Li Chi, the song becomes a tool of subversion against authority, rather than a tool of authority against subversion. Are there other such explicitly critical covers of socialism as good? You also mentioned that there were also parodies in movies. One example can be found in the film Blindschaft by Li Yang, which depicts the life of workers in coal mines in northern China. As an independent production financed primarily by the director himself, the film was produced in secret. In China, it was pronounced illegal and did not receive approval for distribution, even though it ended up winning the Silver Bear at Berlinale in 2003. 
In the relevant scene at the karaoke bar, one of the characters points out that the lyrics of the song have been changed long ago and that they should now sing the new version of it. The lyrics say, The reactionaries were never overthrown, the capitalists came back with their US dollars, liberating all the people of China, bringing on the orgasm of socialism. Or in Chinese, Fan Dongpai, Mei Da Dao, Tsubmen Chui, Jiaqi Meichin, Hui Laila, Chuangguo Renmin, Da Jie Fang, Xian Chile, Shehui Chui, Xingao Chao, Xingao Chao. Let's contrast this with the lyrics from the song on the 1982 record that we began with. Reactionaries are overthrown, imperialism tucks its tail and flees, the entire country is united in setting a tide of socialist construction. That's a spicy parody indeed. The director is clearly parodying the effects of capitalist socialism with Chinese characteristics as well as the continuous censorship campaigns against yellow music, which was seen as lewd and immoral. Can you tell us a bit more about the context? Uh, yes, of course. Well, the movie depicts the harsh reality of migrant workers employed in illegal mining operations in rural China. The anti-heroes of the plot are two con artists who prey on migrant workers and murder them to swindle money from the mining company. They're also the ones singing the song at the karaoke bar together with two sex workers. The revised lyrics of the song Socialism is Good does fit into the film's implicit comparison of the commodification and alienation of human lives, both in the dangerous but profitable mining industry resulting in thousands of deaths and in the precarious and often dehumanizing nature of sex work. By parodying the song, the protagonists implicitly reject the hypocrisy of CCP's moral claim to socialism with Chinese characteristics, which in contrast to its proclaimed high ideals actually brought about lewdness, exploitation and dehumanization in the name of capitalist profit and pleasure. The director himself explains the choice of lyrics by pointing out the irony and black humor that exists in the discrepancy between the propagated claim to socialism within the song and the contemporary social reality, where in the words of the film director, 80% of the people in China have been left behind. For Li Yang, the remade version of the song becomes a means of expressing his understanding of China's real social and political situation, thereby challenging the CCP's notion of the reality as it should be, where everyone is enjoying the results of modernization and the reform and opening up. In fact, Li Yang was not the only one who picked up on this theme and used socialism is good as a form of social critique. There's another, earlier, example of the song from a Hong Kongese movie director, Fru Chan. The film is called Durian Durian and was made in 2000 and its protagonist is a female migrant worker employed as a sex worker in Hong Kong. Can you tell us how the lyrics have changed in this parody? Yes, sure. Primitive society is good, primitive society is good. In primitive society, men and women run butt naked. Men pursue, women elude. After the chase, press to the ground, they do it, ah, they do it. Women scream doing it, bringing on the orgasm of primitive society, ah, orgasm. Or in Chinese, Yuan she she hui hao, yuan she she hui hao, yuan she she hui nan nu guang zhe pi gu pao, nan de chui nu de pao, chui dao yi ho, An dao di shank gao yi gao, gao de nu de wa wa jiao, xian che le yuan she she hui de xing gao chao, a xing gao chao. 
Notice that the last verse is practically the same as in Blindschaft by Li Yang, who changed it to bringing on the orgasm of socialism instead of primitive society. In fact, when Li Yang was writing the script for his movie, he knew about Fru Chan's parody, but decided to use a different version of the song, a parody of the parody perhaps, picked up from the internet. Instead of simply using the sexually explicit lyrics, such as we've just heard, Li Yang decided to go further in the parody so as to critique the social situation even more explicitly. What is the context behind this version and why does the theme of sexuality come back? The song is sung by the protagonist Yan, a young girl from rural northeast China working as a sex worker in Hong Kong. Yan sings the song upon the return to her hometown right after she meets her former classmates who believe her to be better off in Hong Kong than the rest of them who have stayed behind. The song thus has to be understood again within the larger context of rural-urban migrations, poverty and increasing wealth and inequality in the era of reform and opening up, so in the 1980s and 1990s, in which the film is set. Once again we notice how socialism is good, which continued to be sung in the 1980s, is subverted so as to better reflect the harsh social reality. As in the film Blindschaft, the protagonists are delighted to sing the parody and it's plausible that its sexual themes are meant to represent the agency of the marginalized against the state. The song picks up on the Orwellian idea from 1984, where sexuality and politics are intertwined. Sung by the protagonist, pushed into sex work by the economic conditions of a country only nominally socialist, the song turns into a satire of the political system, which suppresses yellow music as pornographic and immoral, while claiming socialism as its own moral high ground. The parody must also be understood in relation to the so-called anti-spiritual pollution campaign of the early 1980s, which was criticizing foreign, so rock and pop songs, as vulgar and immoral. These parodies of a spiritually exemplary red song, such as Socialism is Good, indicate that the real vulgarity and immorality lay precisely in the imposition of the reality as it should be in the eyes of the party, so the Tifa, onto the social reality that actually was the product of their governance. These parodies thus subversely change Socialism is Good into a weapon used against the normative expectations of the state. Is the song still performed today? Yes, it was performed in 2021 at the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party, for example. The anniversary was a huge event with 70,000 participants broadcast throughout China and abroad. Celebrations were also held in other cities in China. Listen to this very clean and authoritative version. The lyrics have remained the same as in the 1982 version. Socialism is good, socialism is good, people of socialist countries have high social status, reactionaries are overthrown, imperialism tucks its tail and flees, the entire country is united and setting a tide of socialist construction. It was performed in a spectacular setting. In the video one sees Tiananmen Square filled with people, segmented into groups depending on their profession or age. Thousands of people from different walks of life are waving flags while singing the song. Adolescent singers are highlighted as they stand singing the song in synchronicity in what does not only appear to be a prescribed performance of enthusiasm. Most likely, none of them knew about the violent context of the song's propagation that we've explored in the first podcast on Socialism is Good, nor the song's association with the anti-rightist campaign and the Great Leap Forward. 
The performance of the song also has to be understood in the context of Xi Jinping's two-hour-long speech that day, in which he praised the socialist revolution and the socialist market economy. Several newspaper articles also featured the red music, the Hongse Yinyue, sung on the occasion. The articles pointed out how music expressed the love for the party while enabling people to learn deeply and thoroughly about party history and awaken their class consciousness, in quotes. For example, one of the articles was entitled Just Now Socialism is Good Sounded on the Square In the Language of the Masses Let's Sing What the Masses Want to Say. This shows us how the song continues to be used for political purposes as it is transmitted to the audiences across China and the world. The song thus functioned as an effective device that attempted to move the audiences, thereby underlining and repeating the political messages from Xi's speech. So the CCP still uses the song to construct a common identity and mobilize the population. Do we know how audiences react to this? One example of a parody that responded to the performance of the song during the 2021 celebrations was the publication of a meme on online video platforms. These have become an outlet for voicing support for the CCP by groups of patriotic netizens. The meme was published by the Communist Youth League of China as a video on Weibo and Bilibili, where it received more than 6 million views. It takes the 1982 version of the lyrics and reproduces a clean soundtrack, like the one performed on Tiananmen Square. The music is juxtaposed with a meme of animal characters from a popular Chinese webcomic series, Year Hair Affair, Anian Na Tu Na Xie Shi, started in 2015. The animation series uses animal characters to represent various countries playing a role in modern Chinese history. The United States is an eagle, China a bunny, Russia a bear, and so on. In the meme, the bunny, so China, adorned with a red star and a Mao hat, begins playing Socialism is Good on a trumpet, right into the eagle's ears, into the ears of the US, which are covered with its hands. The same scene is repeated for the duration of the song. Thus, the song meme reproduces the encoded meanings of the series that are largely in line with the official party history and patriotic narratives. The socialism is good trumpeted by the hare, so China, into the ears of the eagle, the US, thus expressed the state ideology through the subcultural and alternative representation, which was bought by many audiences who liked the song. Two years after the event, so in summer 2023, the song has more than 5 million likes, but also more than 1.5 million dislikes. Thus we see that the song's intended meanings were widely reproduced both by state and non-state actors, as well as in subcultural online communities where the audience reception of the song has been largely positive and resulted in a series of mimified versions of the original video made by members of the online platforms. What we can observe in the video and the online community is that the song and its revolutionary encoding has been reinterpreted within a new context of international rivalry with the US. The representation of the US as an eagle with ears covered thus parallels the lyrics the resistance of reactionary cliques is destined to fail. Sooner or later, the parallel suggests, the US will have to listen to China and accept socialism. So the response has been largely positive. Audiences from the People's Republic of China have re-encoded the song with a new patriotic nationalist meaning. 
Are there any other parodies that you've encountered in your research that go even beyond the framework of communist China? Yes, there are a couple of them. For example, the song was sung in 2016 in front of United Nations headquarters by a group of middle-aged Chinese tourists. It didn't get much traction in English-language media, but in the People's Republic of China this opened up an online debate about the performance. Many people argued that the song was innocent. Others voiced their strong disagreement due to the song's problematic history. There are also some cases of transculturation of the song. The song was translated into Slovene and performed in 2012 by the Asian Studies faculty of the University of Ljubljana. It was part of a cabaret dance at Slovenia's main cultural center, again evoking a more liberal or promiscuous encoding to the song. The performance of it was part of a larger event, entitled The Perilous History of the Yellow Peril, which included performances of traditional Asian dances, as they were called, a theatrical rendering of Chuangtas philosophy and martial arts performances. The event was held for the promotion of four books on Chinese classical arts, history and philosophy. We see the song here translated into a Slavic language, performed as a cabaret dance by four local actors, dressed up in worker suits of various professions, in an environment with its own history of socialism and post-socialism. In the translation from Slovene, they sung, quote, Socialism is good, socialism is good, reactionaries are banished, imperialism tucks its tail between its legs, all the people are united, creating a new tide in socialist construction, a tide in socialist construction. Unquote. The translated version thus likely followed the 1982 version of the song. According to one of the performers, the cabaret was meant to be satirical, but a satire with an important political meaning, which held, quote, a grain of hope for the better world, unquote. If we take that comment seriously, we might understand the song as a cabaret version in a new light. Instead of simply seeing it as a satire of an exotic authoritarian other, we might understand it as a means of grasping a common past and present in both China and Yugoslavia, which can shed a light into what kind of future people want. Perhaps the juxtaposition of socialism is good and a cabaret dance not only subverts the authoritarian history of the song, but also uses its claims to socialism with a grain of hope for a liberal and socialist future. Great. Thank you for talking to us about some of the parodies of Socialism is Good and their political uses. Orthodox or subversive or even both. I think we've really gotten a grasp of the ever-changing nature of this musical piece. Thank you too. I hope we've discovered a lot about the song and the power structures behind its circulation. In my opinion, we really got to see how in relation to the song's political authenticity, the intentions to stabilize its form and its meaning were a constant in the history of the song. And we got to see that the same was the case with subversions and parodies of it. And each of the versions would claim that its reading of socialism and its meanings is of course the correct, the real, the authentic one. It really shows us how tackling the question of authenticity as a claim to some correct or right version of the song can reveal complex microhistories and illustrate power structures in a society, as well as the possibilities to stand up against them and subvert meanings which the powers that be attempt to fix. Thank you very much, Dylan. 